Hey, dream chasers and aspiring game changers. I'm your host and brand coach, Lindria Reynolds, and welcome back to Next Level Brand Behavior, your dose of creative fuel to help you catch those dreams, stop overthinking, and elevate that life-changing brand. I am so excited today because I have none other on the mic with me, Pollyanna Reed. Oh my goodness. If you don't know Pollyanna, you need to Google her. Hey, Pollyanna, thank you for joining me today. I'm very, very happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Pollyanna is a media powerhouse. And what I love about Pollyanna is that she's a straight shooter. She tells you what you need to do. <laughs> and and really, she has high expectations for everyone that she works with. And I've had the honor of being coached by Pollyanna about a year ago when I first launched my brand. And I was like, I have to connect with her again and have her on a podcast and drop just a few of those gems that she shared with me. Um, so a little bit more about Pollyanna. She is the author of two books, Everything I Couldn't Tell My Mother and Mixed Emotions. She's also a freelance contributor for the Business Insider magazine, and she's a senior contributor for Forbes. And she's also the founder of the Writer's Block Celebrity Ghostwriters Agency. That's right. She's doing celebrity ghostwriting, so she knows what she's doing. <laughs> she's also the founder and youth mentor of her own nonprofit, New Girls on the Block. And what I love about this, I have a heart for youth as well, and I love that she's really helping girls and young women overcome some of the same challenges that she had growing up. And so she's really paying it for it. So I'm excited to have this conversation with her today. And I can't thank you enough for being on this mic with me so early in the morning. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Pollyanna. No problem. No problem. Ready to get started. Okay. Awesome. So my first question I always ask my guests is what's your creative love story? And I give the same spiel. So if you've listened to the podcast before, you're probably tired of the spiel, but I don't care. <laughs> this is for the new listeners. Um, I think everyone is creative and I think sometimes we box creativity into certain careers, um, but everyone's creative and I'm always fascinated by when someone actually discovered their creativity. They've, they've actually discovered who they were created to be. And so, Pollyanna, could you share with my audience your creative love journey and like what inspired you to be where you are today? I love this question. This is a question. I'm a journalist, so I'm all about really good questions. And this, this really stumped me. Um, because honestly, I just don't even know if I can trace it back to one incident. But I will say this. I think as children, we all we all are born with creative gifts. And then as we get older, our parents, our teachers, our counselors, the media, right? We're bombarded with so many messages. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we are uh, encouraged to be more realistic, and so I think the most successful adults in the world still have their childlike wonder. They haven't lost it. They're still imaginative. They're still very curious. And so my story, whenever someone asks me to introduce myself, I always say that I am a millennial woman who has fought for her dreams and won, mm. right? Because not only did I have to fight um, the naysayers, I had to fight and battle with my mental health for more than a decade. Um, you know, you have to go against the status quo, the limitations, the expectations that others have of you. Um, I was not a scholar in school. I failed grade 11, 12 English. I dropped out of college. And so, you know, I, you know, technically on paper, I'm not qualified to do any of the things that I do. Right. 
Um, but I truly believe if you love something badly enough, you will teach yourself. And I worked at my craft long enough to master it and raised my hand, asked questions. I consider, you know, the world, I look at the world as, as if it's my classroom. And that's, that's the short version of how I'm here today. No, um, I love it. I love your transparency, um, Pauline. I think some of us um, really struggle with being transparent about our journey and saying some of the things that we struggle with. And I've even, you know, even sometimes struggle with being as transparent with some of the things I struggle with um, or struggle with in the past because you have fear of judgment. You have fear that people may um, put you in a certain box or, you know, disqualify you for something based on your story. And so um, I love how authentic you are and how transparent you are um, with your story. And it's really influenced your success. So um, I want to thank you for that. And you said something really powerful. You're a millennial woman who has fought for her dreams and won. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I love that. You mentioned, um, I I listened to you, I I watched your, your video um, on your website and you said something about dream killers and, right. you know, fighting dream killers. What do you say to the, the people out there who have dreams and maybe they've lost their fight or they're still seeking validation for, for some, from someone, um, to prove that they are worthy or, you know, that they deserve a certain position or a certain business or a certain title or just, something that they love to do, or even just to walk in their purpose. How do you become, a, how do you overcome dream killers? How do you, you know, what, what was your process with that? I mean, depending on what stage of your life you're at, it may be your parents, it may be your husband or wife, it may be your boss, it may be friends, right? So you are always going to have opposition. I think that's the first thing to remember. doesn't matter how wealthy you are. Does it mean, doesn't matter what title you have doesn't matter how far you have come in your journey. There's always going to be opposition because people are going to preach to you based on their level of, uh, you know, based on how they see the world. Right. And so that's the first thing to remember. So the second thing is, um, you know, they're entitled to their opinion, but you have every right to look past it. That's really what it boils down to. Right. Like, you don't have to listen. You are in complete control of the messaging that you take in. And so I think it's very important to have boundaries. It's very important to protect your energy, um, be mindful of your mental health. And so I just, when I, when someone tells me something negative, you know, it's a vision that I was blessed with, you know? And so they're, they're not going to see things through my lens and that's okay. But I love to come back with receipts. I love to ensure that whatever I'm doing, whether it's a project, a partnership, or a collaboration, I just I come back ten times harder. And I think the best revenge is living a very colorful life. A colorful life, I love that. And your life is quite colorful. <laughs> it's, it's so vibrant, and um, I think the beauty and even the colorful life that you have is that it. When I see color. I see something that is that has vibrations. And then when I see vibrations, that means it's hitting more than it's hitting other things. It's hitting other people. And so what you're doing is really impacting um, so many people. And 
when you were speaking about like opposition and control, I remember someone once told me that you can't control other people. You can only control yourself. So um, I love that you mentioned that because you you have the the power to control how you see people, how you view yourself, and just right. to kind of take ownership of that control. No. Absolutely, absolutely. Like it just it just doesn't matter. Like I mentor a lot of millennials and young adults, and like you know, your parents love you, but they don't always know what's best for you. And I always apply that mm-hmm. to other people in my life too, right? People love me. You know, they're trying to provide advice from how they, you know, based on how they see the world. It doesn't always mean that the advice is best for me, but even we can apply this to mentors. We can apply this to advisors. They're there in your life to share insight based on their experiences, but you can take what's for you and leave the rest and move on. I love it. That's that's literally taking ownership. That's taking ownership and control. Yeah. So Pollyanna, you are, you are, like I said, this this media powerhouse. And, you know, I've read some of the stories that you've written. And I mean, you know how to tell a good story. <laughs> you know how to tell an <laughs> impactful story. And and it's it's meaningful. You know, it's it's meaningful stories. There are a lot of people who are storytellers and um, but they may not tell meaningful stories. They may not tell powerful, impactful stories. And I think it's it's incredible when you can share work that changes someone else's life or even change their professional trajectory um, just by sharing someone else's story. And so for those out here who want their stories to be heard, what do you think is like one of the biggest mistakes that we make um, as individuals, those who have maybe captured their dreams, they're doing incredible work and they're out there trying to share this with the world, but they they're, they may be taking the wrong route. <laughs> they may be taking the wrong route. So what's the biggest mistake that you've seen in your career and in your professional opinion um, with someone who's trying to share their impactful story? I think the key to a meaningful story is to help solve a problem for the receiver of the information. You can't just trauma dump and and um, share your story without getting to a point. Like some people just want to hear themselves talk. And so I think it's very important to understand who you're speaking to, what stage of their life they're in, what are their pain points, what keeps them up at night, what are their core desires, their heart desires, and then your story should be aligned with that. So if I'm sitting on stage in front of a thousand people and I'm asked a question, I like, you know, I've done my research on who's sitting in the seat. And so out of all of my life experiences as a collective, I pick the most appropriate stories to share with the audience. The same thing can be applied if you're pitching to a publication. Your whole life story, that's not considered news to any journalist. We don't care. Right? Mm-hmm. How does your story yeah. fit into how is it timely and relevant? How does it fit into a larger conversation? And how does your expertise solve a problem for the reader? That's important. You mentioned something. You said trauma dump. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Um, like, what is a what is a trauma dump? Sure, absolutely. We see this in Clubhouse all the time, right? Someone gets the mic to speak, and then they tell you they're. It, I think it's just very important to read the room. So, I think that when you are trying to come up with what parts of your story you should tell an audience 
a journalist or a friend, trigger warnings, capacity warnings are important, right? And Mm -hmm. also too, you want to read the room and make sure that the story that you choose to tell out of your collective life experiences is the most appropriate for that conversation. Got it. No, that makes sense. Um, You know, I love that you started off with saying, you know, solving a problem. And we naturally think that we're solving a problem because we're good at what we do. Um, And so um, just to piggyback off of that, I think sometimes we, we focus on our accomplishments, but is that, is it equivalent to solving a problem or is that? No, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, and this is where active listening is very important. When we're in conversations one-on-one, when we're sitting on stages, when we're in podcast interviews, when we're doing any kind of press, like when you're interacting with mentors, business advisors, like solving a problem. If you're an entrepreneur, the definition of entrepreneurship, my interpretation of it is that you see a need and you take the initiative to fulfill that need, right? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not a fan of businesses that don't fulfill a need. Right. You know, sometimes I'll have mentees that'll come to me and they'll say, I want to start a t-shirt line and ask them why, why do you want to do that? Do we need another chair in the world? You know what I mean? Like, do we need another, do we need another thing that already exists? Can you volunteer for a t-shirt line? You know, can you contribute? Maybe you want to be a COO for a t-shirt line, but do we need another one in the world? So like, I think it's really important in our conversations and when we are curating our business solutions, that we are doing the research for reading the room and doing the research necessary to know what is the most appropriate uh, solution to the audience's problem. Because that's the thing, remove the ego from it. It's all Mm. about the audience. It's not about you. But quote that, remove the ego from it. It's all about the audience. It's not about you. Yeah, that's something that should be on Twitter. Um, No, I think that, no, that was good. That was good. Sometimes it's hard. I've noticed that sometimes it's hard to remove that ego. Um, It becomes focused on us and, you know, what we feel like we deserve. Um, But you really, I I love what you're saying because it's really about redirecting that attention and being a problem solver and really researching and knowing your audience to make sure that you're actually reaching them and you're actually impacting them. So it's not about you. And so, um, no, that was good, Pollyanna. That was good. I, I told you guys, she's a straight shooter. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean, you, you really, you are really dropping some gems here and, you know, and it's really straightforward. You're not talking around it. You're not, it, it is what it is um, at this point. And so, no, I love this. I love this. Pollyanna, what, you know, how can people, you know, connect with you and, you know, continue to have conversations like this with you or, you know, see your work and be inspired by your work. Because like I said, the work that you're doing with mentoring girls um, is amazing. I mean, you're a writer, you're inspiring people on a daily basis. So tell us how can people reach out to you and, you know, be inspired by you beyond this podcast episode? Absolutely. So two Mondays out of every month, I usually post on my Instagram, what's called Mentor Monday. And so that is my audience's opportunity to get 50 minutes with me for free. They can ask me whatever they want in that time slot. And I like being accessible. Again, it's not just me being accessible. I'm also doing research. I like to know what my audience is into, what they're working on, what they're excited about, what they're worried about, right? So while a lot of my friends and my peers 
they wouldn't dare give their free time, right? <laughs> because they're just too busy. <laughs> I think it's amazing. I love connecting with my tribe. So that's one way you can reach me. Other ways you can reach me is through social media channels um, or, you know, via email or my um, one my 1877 number is right on my Instagram. I love it. I love it. Mentor Mondays. Look, catch her next week on Mentor Mondays. Do not miss it. And I think we talked for about 15 minutes and I swear you just mentored me. Um, <laughs> and, and so, I, I mean, and I, like I told you guys, I I did a coaching session with Pollyanna and I, I remember so many things that she said. And one thing that she said to me that one of the things she said to me that stood out was being a hometown hero um, before trying to be kind of this, this national um, nationally recognized mogul, you know, how do you, how do you be a hometown hero? And I even think with what you're doing with be, with Mentor Mondays, it almost feels like a hometown hero. It's like you I, you have access to me right here, and mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes we take that for granted, especially when um we, especially when we're not used to having access to someone with so much information. And so I would say listen to her on Mentor Mondays, reach out to her. And um, Pollyanna, she she's the truth. <laughs> she's the truth. And thank you. No, no, absolutely. So I thank you today um, for joining me. Um, this has been a very enlightening conversation. Like I said, you dropped some gems and they were short and sweet, but they were powerful. We talked about problem solving. We talked about taking your ego out of things and really focusing on your audience and doing the research. We also talked about being transparent. Um, I, I loved earlier in your creative love story, how you talked about your journey from high school all the way until you became who you were today. And just a little bit of the things that you struggled with. And it really helped to develop your journey and your story. Um, I think sometimes we take our journey for granted um, and we think that some of those hurdles that we have may not mean anything, but they do. They mean something and they will inspire and change someone else's life. And so, Pollyanna, I thank you today for this conversation. And, you know, that's that's it. That's a wrap. (laughs) That is is a wrap. Awesome. Um, It was fun. Yeah, no, it was fun. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you feel inspired to take your brand to the next level. And I hope we can stay connected. So please follow me on Instagram at Next Level Brand Behavior or on my personal page at Lindria Reynolds. Also, for more tips and tools on how to elevate your personal and business brand, feel free to visit my website at www.lindriareynolds.com. You'll also find past episodes of Next Level Brand Behavior. Until next time, be you and shine.